When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I better not talk with the chief, brother. You stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. I sit there and I wait, and then I do nothing because I respect women. I'm like, that's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the Definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We have reached episode nine. Only one episode left here. Sad times, exciting times. I don't know how to feel about it. A lot to unpack here in episode nine. We'll do that instant analysis, but... Let's check in on the Kintobukin. I, I scrapped it last week, but uh, we'll give a quick check in. December 2016, Kevin buys 300-ish dollars worth of Kintobukin. It's been a bit of a roller coaster ride. Dropped down to a dollar. The company got like sued by the SEC. They sold their other part of their company to focus on this. It rebounded to roughly 120-ish dollars. Where do we sit now, Kevin? Uh, it's been uh, the bad side of that roller coaster. So we're back to sitting at $39.98. Oh, geez. Yeah. Crypto has been all over the place. Yeah. Tough times here as we go uh, again, approach zero. So we'll see what happens. But episode nine, head games. A lot happened here. So a lot to unpack. Or I guess there was a lot of arcs. So a lot to good, good viewing, I think, but a lot to sort of break down. But just your opening thoughts here, Tommy. Um, opening thoughts. Um, we got a little bit close to some kind of like dangerous tropes and like stereotypes that you kind of have in some sitcoms of like, oh, the guy asks out the girl and like has two dates or something like that. And um, something where like an easy, like quick clarification could like fix all of the, um, the uh, misunderstandings. But it wasn't like the whole like the whole basis of the episode was not solely on this text that like Evan misread or that Sophie should have sent in a different way, whatever. Um, and they did go kind of quickly, which I appreciated. Um, I think we all kind of saw you, you saw some of the things coming in the episode, which we can get into. Um, but I do think the episode landed on its feet pretty well. Um, and I thought for a lot of the supporting characters like Coach T, like Stephanie, like there were like good performances and, you know, um, and not just the, you know, what we've come to expect. Kevin, your opening thoughts. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing that Tommy was mentioning, just a lot of kind of uh, cliche things. I, I, I do think it was funny that we, a lot of times you'll talk about like movies and stuff where you're like, a cell phone fixes all these problems and like they were on the cell phone the whole time. Uh, so I, I thought that was good that they kind of kept the cell phone as part of the miscommunication uh, kind of trope. But um, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was interesting 
Um, I, I think this is our first episode with absolutely no hockey, if, if I'm not mistaken, unless you count uh, Alex and, and Stephanie playing the chair mm-hmm. hockey. Um, but uh, I thought it, I thought it was a good episode. I, I, I thought they did like the awkward the awkward teenager thing really well. Um, there was just a lot of that kind of and a lot of characters involved at the same time. I thought that was I thought they did a good job but I didn't kind of like hang on it for too long. Um, but, but there was a lot like you were saying there's a lot in this episode. I have a full page of notes here. Oh yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I wrote a lot of stuff down. Um, but I thought it was good, and I, I thought there were some good moments, like with uh, with Bombay and Coach T bonding, and then Mac falling apart, and all that. Um, I enjoyed the episode; it was it was entertaining, and I, I liked how they ended it before the game. Uh, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I'll echo some of the sentiments. I do like that they moved fast through; like we didn't drag this out too long. There, um, yeah, the Bombay and Coach T thing was good, uh, but yeah, overall enjoyable. Was it? you know, top two, top three episode, maybe not, but I'll put it right below that. So a lot to cover I, here. So, well, we did see a lot of character development in this yes. one, which I thought was good. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of characters got involved, as you mentioned. So I have like four-ish arcs here. I have Bombay taking over the team and then, you know, Coach T being involved in there. I have Evan and Slo- Sophie slash Nick and Mary Joe. I have Alex and Stephanie's relationship. And then I have the Lauren slash Sophie and Maya thing. Uh, if, if we start at the beginning, obviously. I, I think you can, you can break it more into three, which is Bombay slash Coach T, um, Alex slash Stephanie, and basically the, the, kids, don't, kids. the, the kids. Yeah, because like yeah. all of it is like, it's just the different relationships and they all kind of combine at the end because they're all in the same room at the end. Yeah, that's a good way to look it's not at a room, it. So. Tommy, it's a vehicle. <laughs> so what let's... the hotel room or the whatever the? No, they're on the bus, aren't they? Well, they're they're when they have the hearing at the end, they're in the same room. Yeah, and then well, then they go on the no, bus. Then they go to the bus. Well, yeah. I guess they're also on a bus, <laughs> like they're in a room and a vehicle. <laughs> Coach T yeah. isn't in that vehicle though. Coach T is not. No. <laughs> so let's start at the beginning. Evan fires Alex, and Alex seemed a bit easy to let go of this whole thing. Are we just saying that you know she finally realized her mistakes, or were we a little um, we were thinking the same thing I was, where she seemed a little like quick to turn? I I, I think it started out really intense, and I thought it was going to be a more intense scene. But it did just kind of fizzle out. She just like gave in. I thought we were gonna get like a lot more emotion out of it because because yeah. like it really did feel that way in like the first maybe fifteen seconds or so. Um, but yeah, I th- I think uh, her kind of getting in so quickly. What I, I don't know that just kind of like fell flat for me. Yeah. So Bombay takes these kids, one adult chaperone for like eight kids. Wouldn't you figure like Sophie's parents or somebody is, is uh, going to go to States here? Or are we just thinking, Hey, this is a team thing. No parents allowed. Um, I thought it was a little strange. I guess eight might be um, eight might be pushing it for just like one adult 
considering that all these other adults seem pretty active in their kids' lives, like you'd want to have another chaperone there, especially like because the coach has got other shit to deal with and like mm. making sure everyone's like down at breakfast or whatever. Um, so yeah, you'd think that maybe like Logan's dad would be like, well, fuck, maybe I can meet some people by doing this or something like that. I, I think maybe it would be fine depending on how long you end up being there. Like, I think if you're like a one and done, you know, one coach for eight kids, like it's not that big of a deal. But if you're there for multiple days, it's going to kind of become a, an issue. So maybe, maybe that could, you know, kind of be the plan. See how this game goes. And then the other parents come up or whatever. Okay. Um, but I did think it was weird that no other parents were there or involved at all in the, in the story. No, that is a good point though. Cause maybe this is like a Friday thing. And then, you know, the parents come up Saturday after work and stuff like that. So that is a good point. Uh, the busing, the texting, uh, you got a DTR. I, I did like Coop saying drink the root beer. Uh, just sliding that in there. That was a good moment there. But yeah, we, we get into, as Tommy mentioned, sort of a classic guys versus girls thing. How did that fit, do you think, with this whole, uh, you know, what we've seen so far building up to this episode? So it didn't really seem like that appropriate. And, and I don't mean it in like any like negative sense. It's just like, here they are going to state as a team. And they're like, this is a girl's weekend. It's like, you're, you're there to play hockey with your you're team. Right. Yeah, I hear um, and so that was a little strange. I did like, it was like, oh, they have like a, you know, like a mixer for all the, the players the night before, which is, you know, cool. That, that would make sense. Um, and I did like how they immediately like broke them up with them. Um, I guess Maya just like going off with Sander or whatever his name was. Yeah. Um, but the Sander. whole like boys versus girls, like um, I guess schism there wasn't that um, great for me, but I did appreciate how supportive they all were on the bus. And like none of the guys were giving Evan a hard time about like Sophie. They were being very supportive, which you don't expect from like 13 year olds. <laughs> I have I have written down Logan is the great hype man when he refers <laughs> to Evan as the whole package. That was good. Yeah. Um, the the one thing that I did like about that, um, kind of of them splitting off on the bus, was it was the first time Sophie had ever been kind of grouped in with the girls. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was a, a good thing for that. Um, but aside, from, I mean, I'm fine with it. It, it. You know, it led to a lot of the the kind of relationship drama and everything. But yeah, the the, the boys on the bus was was pretty funny. Of all, you know, kind of, and and again, this is a cliche thing too, where they're all just giving him really bad advice. But um, but I thought Logan was really funny in that. Yeah, I thought it, you know when they split up and the texting back and forth worked well. That is a good point about Sophie. I think one of the criticisms of the original trilogy is like Connie and Julie don't really talk to each other, or, or Connie and uh, Tammy don't really talk to each other. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, being a little more progressive here. So yeah, this is kind of where you know, all the different things split off. Uh, so let's, which one do we want to tackle first? Do we want to tackle Bombay? Do we want to tackle I, the kids or Alex and Stephanie? I think we stick with the kids because I think there's still a lot more to cover with this. Cause I, I feel like that scene kind of went on for quite a while. Uh, yeah. Or that like thread, I guess. Yeah. So, okay. So uh, yeah. just, right. Good. just a, a, you know, quick shout out to coach T I don't need you mingling with riffraff. I need your head in the games. Uh, good quote there as they get going. Um, so yeah, then we have the classic mix up 
as we talked about, Mary Jo thinks Evan's asking her. Sophie, you know, there's big miscommunication. I really liked the the girls' entrance too. I thought that was funny. How they that like, was like mean girls ask her whatever. So yeah, then we learn Nick has the hots for Mary Jo, and you know this whole Evan and Sophie thing has developing. Uh, did we feel like like how did we feel Nick and Evan? you know, reacted to one another, I guess. Like, what is the move there if you're Evan? Are you just like, I'm, I'm going to take you to marry Joe? Or is he is he still thinking for himself? I guess I didn't feel like, you know, Evan was the best, you know, bro in that situation. But uh, well, maybe- he, he tried to and then Nick Nick told him no. And he told him to go be the perfect gentleman, which which sure. is which is fitting for their relationship. I, I thought it was good. I, I thought it was kind of a, a, a good kind of twist on that kind of typical thing that you'll see like where it wasn't straight up jealousy it was also he nick was being a good bro they're both trying to be good mm-hmm. um but like neither one of them wanted to to be the worst one i guess or <laughs> i don't know however you want to look at that but uh yeah i, I thought it, i thought it was i thought it was funny and and nick had some good lines in there yeah and then obviously the other sort of side thing is the lower end sophie Maya, I thought Man, I, Maya just straight up bitched at like in a, <laughs> the blink of an eye. But I, I, that was really good though because it, it fits her character so well. Yeah, you gotta wonder like in those eleven seconds, Sander was it Xander? Sander? Xander. I think it was Xander. Yeah. Okay. Like, what did Xander say to like make Maya like fall in love with him? Was he just like, "What's up? Here's how <laughs> yeah, much probably, money yeah, I have." Probably exactly. Um, yeah. But good, good on uh, um Bella for not like having any kind of like meltdown or like being rude to anyone um although i did like how uh at the dance lauren uh lauren yeah what did i say well bella is the name of the actress the the actress yeah uh um good uh the character lauren for not um i I liked how she had like a bunch of empty cups on her so implying that she was drinking heavily uh, at the (laughs) uh the dance um a lot of good like drink references that we'll get into uh in a bit when we talk more about bombay yeah Um, but yeah i yeah maya really uh Really left her her girls hanging. I, yeah. Uh, a fact that I want to go back to the boys for a second because I thought Nick kind of like maniacally zigzagging through the hotel when they first got there was really funny. He's just kind of in a trance and just like taking it all in. <laughs> and also him him at the um, the merch table when he asks if the plate is dishwasher safe and that was a really funny line. Um, but yeah, but I, I just wanted to make sure we didn't miss those. Yeah, yeah, I did like. Yeah, as Kevin said, fit Maya's character really well to be like, oh, girls trip, girls trip. And then the first guy she sees, she runs away. And then, you know, the back and forth. Yeah, I did like Lauren just being like, whatever. Like, Sophie, you do your thing. She's very supportive, uh, but also, you know, kind of exasperated at Maya there. And then obviously everything comes to a head here. A very sort of adult resolution here evan talks to sophie they sort of work it out in the end but the development there do we feel like that was a realistic development did it play out kind of how you thought it was going to uh the photo booth really backfired for evan um it was really interesting with sophie like trevor i was like oh that was a nice little touch like who would piss off evan the most that was a dick move yeah dick move by sophie there wow yeah and then evan really uh 
stepped in it when he was like he's only like going like out with you to try to get secrets or whatever and so i thought he just like ruined it all but sophie seemed to have a short memory on that so good for her for also being grown up about it but yeah no no like long sulking or anything like this was a you know in a matter of like two hours <laughs> yeah they figured everything out like over the course of the evening yeah the photo booth scene, I, I enjoyed the photo booth scene. That is a good point, though. Sophie just, uh, you know, she's got a killer instinct in her, uh, yeah. Trevor. Wow. But, yeah, I... I... It, it, it was funny, though, because, like, right right before they showed them, I was like, oh, it's going to be Trevor, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I did not even think about Trevor, but the I my fear is the Sophie and Evan relationship is really going to tear the dome bodies apart at some time. Maybe not this season or at States, but at next season, are, are we looking at like a Connie and Gee situation all over again? Cause I feel like if they break up, it's going to be bad news for the whole team. And at least one of them there. Um, I don't know. Considering how like no one on the team had any reservations. Um, I think, it's all right for now. Um, I guess who knows down the road. I, I thought we might we were going to get the little like kiss in the cheek or something from yeah. Sophie to Evan. I thought that was going to be our kiss. But maybe we'll still get that. Like if they win state, like they'll kiss at center ice or something like that. But I don't really see this as being a huge issue. Well, I guess since they're both great players, I guess maybe if if they uh, if I guess as the two best players. I don't know. I can see that that being more of a, an issue there. But they seem like so polite, or maybe they would like they mess they screw over the team because like they keep passing to each other when they should be like shooting it. Um, oh, so I could be, see that like the basis of an episode. Yeah. Anything else here on the kids? I did like Evan just being like, "Hey, Mary Jo, Nick, you like each other? Go quick, straight to the point. I, Work through all the sort of uh, adolescent tension." Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was good too that, that that was kind of flipped on its head too, where she was like, Oh, I was just using you to get to Nick. I thought that yeah. was really good. Uh, that was really funny of her. I, I thought there were some funny moments with the Maya Xander breaking up like three times was funny. That Xander line where he's like, This was $20, $20 at Borders, but you're worth it or whatever was really funny. <laughs> yeah. I think I LOL'd at that one. Yeah, I, I thought that was. Uh, that, that's probably it for me, but uh, I, yeah, I thought it was pretty conniving of, of MJ. Um, but uh, yeah, the, a lot of good lines from from MJ, from Nick, from from Evan. Evan just continuing to be kind of uh, clueless um, for when it comes to Sophie. Um, <laughs> I have written down in all caps, just tell her what happened, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's how the storylines always go with that. Yeah, so... Tommy mentioned the kiss. I think we have really three candidates now. We have Sophie and Evan. I did think that was, they were building up to the kiss on the bus. And I also have that in, in my notes. I thought we were going to get a kiss. Yeah. So we have Sophie and Evan. We have Nick and MJ, which could be, you know, we have either have Sophie and Evan with like a Connie Gee situation at the end. We have Nick and MJ with like a Mike, or uh, Luis Mendoza, Mindy situation at the end where he gets a kiss after they win. Or you have a Bombay Alex deal. Uh, how are you sort of handicapping this kiss race at this point? I've got a late entry. Oh. Coach T and Stephanie. Oh, interesting. Stephanie going through a divorce, just really piss off her husband, going after the I hot mean, young guy. 
That would be funny, just knowing that there's only going to be one kiss and that's the one we get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's your 500 to 1 odds right there. You may as well put 10 bucks on it. I'm, I'm still, I'm still going to go with Evan. And, I mean, you know, Evan, Sophie, uh, Alex, and Bombay, and then I guess put Coach Lee and Stephanie. Or no, and then I'll go Nick, MJ. Um, actually, I'm going to put Nick, MJ above Bombay and Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost thought we were going to get it there, too. But... Um, yeah, and then whatever, Coach D. That would just be funny if, if that happens. Yeah, but. yeah. If, it would be funny if, like, the kiss was just, like, a comedic thing after all this buildup, so. Yes, or, uh, or like, or uh, uh, Nick kisses Evan or something. That would be really funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the smart money, yeah, is probably on Evan and Sophie, but Nick and MJ definitely contenders here at this point. I, All right, I, let's what, move. One, one quick thing I want to say. I thought a uh, very, very smooth line from Evan when he said, we even fight cute and showed her the, the mm. photo booth. Thing. I thought that was uh, pretty smooth on his part. Yeah, he's got a little bit of, you know, game when he's paying attention. All right, let's move. Let's move to Bombay and Coach T. Bombay throwing these kids, gets them ready, and then starts hanging out at the bar. Uh, Coach T starts coming around we we sort of see coach t's soft side did you think that at that point like coach t was coming around and this was going to be real or did you see it coming i think i got sucked into it and i should have known better yeah i think that's probably the best description i i thought it was a really good um uh like scene between them i thought they had a lot of like chemistry on camera together um and like bombay kind of like you know, hinting that he's gone through some of the same things, you know, with just being kind of the Captain Blood, you know, kind of getting a little bit of that. I thought it was a really good moment, but yeah, I was like, I, I, I think I wrote down, I was like, so many, uh, so many budding friendships. And that was like right before the hammer comes <laughs> down on that one. So I thought it was good. Yeah. So I thought it started out really well, just with like Bombay getting in coach T's head and like Bombay being yes, like clear <laughs> about like where yeah. he's at and he's, he's content. Um, kind of like kevin i started to get sucked in but as soon as he mentioned like oh, tell me more about like your recruiting violation or whatever uh, i was like oh he's gonna get him kicked out of the league for some for something like that because he's banned um but i was thinking like um so coach t and the actor dylan playfair it's like i wonder how many of those beers he was just like sculling while he was on set um and nice to see bombay is i guess hasn't relapsed and he's drinking his diet coke or whatever um, or maybe like whiskey and coke and it's a double who knows <laughs> um, but I really really like the chemistry with um, with coach T and, and Bombay and you gotta think like coach T for being like very conniving um, he probably respects like Bombay as a as a coach and what he did and also as a hockey player it's like Bombay in his prime was surely better than coach T in his prime um, but I, I really liked all of that and I think we're going to get like a great showdown in the, um, in the championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good uh, scene where at the check-in or whatever, Bombay appropriately named with the, the title head games, Bombay sort of working his Zen master magic I, on him. I think I, I like when I watched it and maybe I need to go back and watch it again. I, I don't think when it started, Bombay was intentionally doing it. Right. Like he was just being like friendly or whatever. And then he realized it was getting in his head and kind of flipped the switch. I thought that was good. Right. Very well done. I, I also thought that when they were when they were drinking at the bar, whenever uh, Coach D is like, 
I once gave kids orange slices soaked in Red Bull. Like, what is wrong with me? I thought that <laughs> yeah. was really good. <laughs> yeah. Like you guys, I did get sucked into the Coach T thing. Uh, as Bombay opened up, I was like, oh, is Coach T going to use this? But I sort of held out hope for Coach T to come around. And I thought they were just going to, you know, be respectful adversaries. But uh, obviously, I was duped like the rest of us. Uh, my notes, Coach T did Bombay dirty. Uh, like I Coach have that. T backstabber. Alt caps. Um, yeah, and then we go to the board. Bombay gives his his Minnesota Miracle Man speech kind of again. He's like, you know, and then something expected happened. I met you, Charlie. I met you in the Ducks. He's like, I met these kids. Okay, uh, I was like, I was trying to like frantically remember as I watched it today what that speech reminded me of. And I watched like four different Bombay speeches <laughs> on YouTube and I couldn't find it. And it's that one. Thank you. I originally yeah. thought it was like the D3 boardroom moment, but I watched that one. I was like, no, it's not that. Well, there's um, definitely but, like a callback, especially because yeah. like the lawyer thing. And I figured, okay, Alex and Stephanie will show up to be his lawyer or whatever. Um, and Alex, not great in front of the um, the panel to start with, a little bit, you know, frazzled. But she's, been, you know, she's been doing this for like 25 I, years. So you think she'd be a little bit better? I think that was a solid assist from Stephanie, though. I think she, Stephanie, would have been the one that should have been the one to say that but she like let Alex take the lead on it because they, they, because of their friendship. I guess also they were hungover. So yeah. Or, or, <laughs> or maybe uh, Alex was driving and Stephanie was the one doing the research to like mm. figure this out. And then, you know, kind of like, was like, here, use this, you know, I think I Stephanie that. was driving cause she mentioned the Porsche, but yeah. um, maybe hyping up Alex as they're driving. Yeah. 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 All right. Anything on Bombay before we move to Alex and Stephanie here? I was kind of thinking when he was talking to Coach T that he was going to say he did a little bit more than just like, you know, helping him out. Um, and I guess we had talked early on when we find out like recruiting violations, he like, oh, kid couldn't afford his own hockey tape. There was more than just get, like buying him hockey tape. He like yeah. gave him money, gave him his, there, his family there, there was money. A, there was a duffel bag involved. Yeah. Uh, cash changed hands, um, yeah. which um, we, we can talk for a long time about what's the the right thing to do but it's a clear violation of rules it's like bombay man come on um i so i did think the him not being allowed to coach peewees was a big a bit of a stretch yeah uh but i mean they like at least explained it enough yeah i but, get it and like why have him state his case if you're just gonna sit there and be like <laughs> rules are rules but coach like you're i guess, I guess you could suspend him for like okay you're suspended for a year but you can reapply for whatever because of your impassioned defense or whatever yeah so but you'd think he'd i don't know we we've had all kinds of foot like thinking of like college football coaches like get slammed for recruiting violations and they show up at a d3 school or something like that so maybe there needs to be some kind of official process but at the same time you know i was thinking originally that Coach T was going to beg him. Was like, oh, he doesn't have like his coaching certification because you probably do need to have been like taken mm -hmm. courses online or something over the course of an afternoon. Probably one on player safety and one on concussions or something like that. Um, and maybe Bombay didn't do it, but you know it works uh, with with the plot. Um, I, I thought the uh, the board or whatever not very intimidating. Just the three people sitting yeah. at like a tiny ass table. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, yeah, let's move on to Alex and Stephanie. So 
we obviously have the big scene. We learn Stephanie's going through a divorce. Um, and then, you know, Alex and her bond. A bit of a like a Nick and Logan moment there where Stephanie's like, oh, I'm jealous of you. And Alex is like, oh, I'm jealous of you. So a kind of a repeat. Are, are we okay with that sort of uh, theme coming up again back to back here? I'm okay with it. Um, I think also a lot of the show kind of shows or it, it emphasizes that, hey, like the kids and adults are kind of going through similar events like obviously on like different scale like you've got stephanie going through a divorce like being part of it you've got logan his dad is going through a divorce um you've got stephanie who like was definitely over the top at, at times and like well acted but you know like okay you know can't she recognize that like uh alex is a single mom she's got a very well-adjusted kid and she does it's like hey your your son is great mm -hmm. um so I, I appreciated that and i think it made stephanie a little bit more uh of like a relatable character um so i was i was okay with um a little bit of the the repeat there and i i was a fan of like their entire kind of um you know every every time those two were on, on screen this episode i was i was uh i was locked in I, I liked all of it yeah i i uh i liked that i got sucked into coach t being like genuine but i didn't get sucked in i like i just <laughs> kept waiting for the, for the other shoe to drop um, and I like that it didn't. Um, I thought that was a nice, like, kind of like yin and yang between those two characters. Um, I, uh, I, I just kept waiting for her to like, and she did it a couple times where she was still kind of a bitch. Yeah. Um, where, and then she was like, oh, why do I keep doing that? I thought that was really good. Um, but yeah, like, like Tommy said, I, I really enjoyed their dynamic the entire episode and I, and I like how it like ended in just them getting drunk together and then waking up on the couch and stuff uh, I thought that was really funny and then her following through to drive her to the to states I thought was like a great kind of you know just carry on top for their for their little uh, arc and one thing is I would say that this arc started off terribly just with Alex going against everything we know about her and saying i won't go to the state tournament it's like are you fucking kidding yeah. me yeah like yeah like she would be there doting on evan every every step of the way yeah and i guess we because we had kind of predicted that there was going to be a moment where maybe stephanie makes alex work late or something and might miss state and so they did kind of flip that on its head and you know i'm sure the writers kind of thought hey this is where people were think it's going to go so we do it this way but i just don't think it makes sense for alex's character um you know, because you, you always figure she's going to show up at some point and maybe in like Miss McKay fashion where she shows up to relieve Bombay or something. And I guess that's kind of what happens. Yeah, yeah, they were they were definitely setting it up for Alex to come back. But that is a good point. I guess that kind of goes back to our original point where, where Alex sort of left everything a little too easy there. But I agree. I, 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 oh, good. Go ahead, Kevin. I, I was just gonna say I really liked the line where she's like, "I'm on my way to steal a man's cheese." Whenever uh, <laughs> Stephanie mentions their their boss's fridge, yeah, just good hijinks from them. Strong performance by Stephanie. You know, really flipping the switch there. My one question with her is: Are we getting like a Adam Banks's dad situation here, where she's flipping on her? She her team here, her kids obviously still play for the Ducks. She just saved kind of the don't bothers or played a role in it. Is this, you know, kosher? 
where do we do we think she's going to be wearing a duck jacket uh or is she going to go to the don't bothers how do we see this with her kids being on the docks here i don't think she's going to go full like banks's dad and like wear her ducks gear and cheer for the don't bothers whatever she's still going to cheer for the ducks but she's going to like if the don't bothers do be the ducks, she's going to like give alex like a nod and like a thumbs up or something and trevor is going to be like hey maybe i can be in your team next year or something like that yeah i uh, yeah i agree with that i think it's going to go some some route like that where maybe next season trevor is like the one that's like you know yeah conflicted and and comes over to the don't bothers yeah, no, that's a good call. Trevor and Ruby going to the Don't Bothers for next year. Uh, or I guess kind of what we've talked about before where the teams merge in some sense there. But yeah, I, I am questioning because she did sort of say she didn't like how her kids were turning out and things like that. So uh, interesting. A lot to go for or a lot of places for Stephanie to go there. So um, let's move on here unless anybody has anything else on Alex and Stephanie. Let's move on here to our awards. We are we have the high point, the low point, the quote of the episode, and your MVPs. Uh, let's start with our high points. Kevin, your high point of the episode. Oh, man. Uh, I really need to be more prepared for these awards that we give out. Um, the high point, I think, I'm going to go... I, I, I'll, you go ahead, Tommy. I got to think okay. about this a little bit more. Interesting. Uh, I think it was um, Bombay and um, Coach T's kind of like heart to heart um, mm. just because I really liked it. And like it, it did suck you in into like a little bit as like, oh, is Coach T a good guy and or whatever. And you, you can I think everyone can relate a little bit um, either having like been like too obsessed with like sports when they were younger or like been the, the, the child of someone who was or something like that. And it's so, like the dad doing that and in kind of any profession where you've got you know, a parent who might be involved in something or um, uh, you're just like, man, I wish those people would fuck off or something like that. So I appreciated that. Um, I think that was my high point Um, in in an episode that didn't have like a ton of like, yes, that was a great moment, but Mm -hmm. a ton of like really solid moments. I think that was what I liked the most. Yeah, no, that's a really good selection. I might point to that. My original one was Nick and MJ, uh, you know, finally getting together. Nick, for this whole big payoff about him and his relationships and you know he's he's not the sidekick anymore like you said at breakfast like uh that, just, that was a funny quote <laughs> yeah just to see him sort of uh you know finally get the girl in a sense was nice for me i will disagree a little bit with that i i did i did like all the quotes i did think nick was great in this episode but to me it didn't have that great payoff because it's not like him and mj were like a thing there wasn't like a will yeah. they won't they thing or like him it wasn't like Winnie giving him a kiss on the cheek and you're just like, yeah, that's great. It was like in the span of 11 minutes, you know, it's kind of like, all right, you open, you find out he has a crush on her and then they get together. Um, not that it was done like stupidly or whatever. It's just, I didn't think, I didn't get the payoff really. I, I almost wish that like she had mentioned him on like the podcast or the broadcast or something yeah. beforehand, you know, to kind of uh, allude to this. But yeah, I, I, I didn't really think about that. I think I'm going to go with like Stephanie coming through Mm. at the end uh and then ultimately alex kind of putting the putting the kibosh on 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 bombay getting uh getting banned yeah no that is the alex and stephanie is another good selection there i like both of those probably better than mine uh low points 
your low point of the episode. Uh, I I can start on this one. I'm going with the board. I thought the board kind of just fell flat for me. The board guy being like, state your case, and then rules are rules. And then he just changes his mind. There's no discussion among the board. There's no sort of like tension. I feel like they could have built it up a little bit more and, uh, you know, at least, you know, huddle and talk to people. So uh, my low point was the board there and just their uh, arcane rules and their performance. But uh, Kevin, your low point. Uh, I think that the low point for me is going to be uh, just how the Evan Alec, Evan firing Alex just kind of fell flat. Mm. I was hoping for something more there, um, especially because like the lead into the episode builds it up too. that like Evan's so nervous and whatever. Like, I don't know. I was just expecting more from that. That's a good one. That's a good point that they built it. Like that was the cliffhanger on the episode and then it was resolved and then, pretty soon. And then it was the lead in as well. Right. Like the, the pre intro scene. Right. That's a good call. Tommy, your low point. Uh, I think Alex so easily saying like, I'm being fired that I'm not going to state um, fight for it a little bit. It, again, it just didn't, to me, it just didn't go with her character. So that was my low point. Um, but I mean, it, it did set up some of the other parts of the episode. So it's not like this was totally out of place and insignificant or anything like that. Um, Cause I guess if she doesn't go to state, she doesn't like maybe save the day for Bombay. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, your quote of the episode. Tommy, your quote of the episode. Um, I think um, Nick asking if the plate was dishwasher safe. Um, just a good one-liner. But um, So I just want to give it a nod to that. But Logan, I'm trying to think exactly what he said. But when he kind of says, like, oh, if it's meant to be, like, you, you'll be together at the end. It's like, oh, that's nice. And he says, well, if it's not meant to be at the same time, it'll just be like, or she, uh, I think he says she'll end up with him. Yeah, exactly. And then just like, that won't happen. <laughs> yeah, and then he just pieces out. And so that was really funny. And again, like Logan, I think, has some of the, the best lines in, in all of these episodes, really. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I'm kind of in sync with Tommy on that. But I, I think my favorite Logan quote was when he describes Evan. And he's like, he's got that raspy voice. He's got the He's got the the eyes. I don't remember what else he said. And he's like, he's the whole package. I think that was my my favorite. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I did appreciate the the quote I had at the beginning with uh, Nick talking about, you know, he's like a lion waiting in the grass. And then he says, I sit there and I wait and I do nothing because I respect women. I, I was not expecting that sort of. I, I, I must have completely missed that part because I don't I don't recall that at all. Oh, yeah. It, it was a nice payoff uh, at the end for me. So. Uh, that's, that's my good. quote. MVPs of the episode here. We got a close MVP race. Uh, let's go to Tommy, your MVP. Oh, going to me first. Um, you know, I think there are just a lot of strong individual performances in this. Um, a lot of them also with consequence. Um, I, I think we could all pick like different people and all still be right. Uh, I'm actually going to give it to Coach T because I think he sucked us in and he showed his true colors and he was like, but at the same time, he, he didn't like make us roll our eyes or anything. Um, because I guess without coach T's kind of, um, you know, uh, I guess stabbing Bombay in the back, you know, betraying him, you don't have the final scene. You don't have, you know, Bombay's impassioned speech. You don't have Alex coming in and, and probably like, that's going to motivate the don't bothers to potentially perform well in the state tournament. So I give it to coach T um, great performance and 
again, I, I think every every scene he's in, he, he does kind of steal. He's got he's probably a really fun character to play. Yeah. I like that. Evan, I feel like he, you know, pushed everything forward. He uh he obviously screwed up, you know, the whole texting situation, but he saved it in the end. He got Nick and MJ together. He got Alex back to save Bombay in the end. So I'm giving it to Evan. Kevin, your MVP of the episode. Man, this is the first for us. This is going to be uh, all four awards we're split on. I guess, oh. no, we got one of them. We got we got uh, the high moment was, was the same, or we got consensus on. Um, but my MVP, honorable mention MVP goes to Logan just for being such a great hype man. <laughs> Uh, he was he was fantastic throughout the episode, uh, but I'm going with Stephanie. Mm. I think I'm I'm going with Stephanie as the MVP. I thought she was just really good, and and the fact that she followed through, she kind of put her money where her mouth was uh, on the kind of the night before that they had, because I wasn't expecting her to. Um, I think that was just really good. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Stephanie. But 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 I vote for the ones that we did not have consensus on. We take to the Quackalites and do okay. polls polls for each of them. Okay, I will say, my Stephanie was my honorable mention. So I'd like I could definitely be talked into Stephanie, but we'll leave it up to the Quackalites. That is it for us. Our, our second to last instant analysis episode here. Uh, hopefully we, yeah, this season. Hopefully there's another season, but uh, you know we're coming up on the end here. It's a sad times. Sad times. I really enjoyed the last you know nine ten weeks here. So. For us, thequacktech.com, go there, contact us at quacktechpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quacktechpod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us your MVP of the episode because we cannot agree. So we need your help. Uh, thank you to our producers, our lovely producers, our executive producers, Elsie Barnett, Brian Burke, Alex Shibara, Josh Licht, Bobby Lemaire, Rabbi Lex Rothenberg, Aaron Davis, Ed Semia, Alex Flahos, and Joyce Ng, our regular producers. Deborah Chen, Jeremiah Bershey, uh, where am I? Adam Ferry, Jared Beasley, Lisa Wobig, Anthony Geoffrey, Jeff Fantis, Matt Holtwick, Stevie Yanks, JD Youngblood, Chris Garland, Sarah Mihalopoulos, Dave Dang, and Wayne Perkins, the newest producer. Wayne Perkins, thank you, Wayne. We appreciate you. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Bye bye. Ain't no turning back. Got to be the man.